Welcome back to The Grinder with James Chapman. <laughs> I tell you, every week that's changing a little bit. I think, mm-hmm. you're, uh, I think you about got it narrowed down. It takes, uh, it takes practice. Patience and dedication, huh? Yeah. How many nights do you practice that in front of the mirror? Uh, so if I told you... <laughs> You wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't believe me, right? <laughs> uh, so, I, and actually, that, that, I think that's kind of a piece that I want to go into today. Is um, have you ever read the book Legacy? I have not. Okay, um, so it's about a Hawaiian uh, rugby team, the All Blacks, um, and it, they're like top tier, top tier rugby team, and a lot of the things and a lot of the principles that they put into place can actually be transferred into business and your life. And, you know, that whole piece. Um, and that's kind of the book that I've been, we, we started this thing at the office where it's mandatory for everybody to read a book mm-hmm. a month. Okay. Nice. You have a month to do it and it can be audible and it can be read, you know, or, you know, it can be read. Um, but there's one book a month that you have to pick from, right? And that's going to be something that I pick out. And then there's a couple different slots. So there's names going down the left end. And then across, you have like where you would put check marks, right? When you complete a book. From that piece, whoever uh, completes the most books in the month, you win like the gas card or you win some cash or, you know, whatever that prize is. Um, Because from the other book that I'm reading, um, the one with Zappos, uh, Delivering Happiness. Yeah. That's something that they put into place inside their company and in the beginning or towards the middle, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, it allowed them to build up an entire library for their business. Right. But then in addition to that, he said that he saw an increase on like in his employees and the, um, the camaraderie was built up because people were bettering themselves and not even like really realizing it. Yeah. It was something that they were able to compete with. They were able to, to do this thing. So I was like, dude, done deal. And we had already been trying to, you know, get the team to read a little bit. So, um, that's what we're doing. Nice. Yeah. Um, what you, I was joking around about doing that in front of the mirror. Have you ever, when you were getting into sales, do you ever rehearse like kind of your pitches and stuff in front of the mirror? No, but what I did do is practice how I handshaked. Yeah. That's what I did. Um, I never really practiced like, like an elevator speech or anything like that. So I got lucky on the handshake thing growing up this small church I went to mm-hmm. 
it was like, it was not, it was not a question. When you went into that church, you shook everybody's hand. Everybody shook everybody's hand. Yeah. Right. So literally, you know, twice a week for, I don't know, 18 years. <laughs> I mean, I'd walk around and shake, you know, I mean, I don't know how many handshakes that is, but I got a ton of practice. So the handshake was, was never something I really needed to rehearse. But when I started in insurance, I was going through some stuff and the guy I worked for, uh, uh, Eddie Osborne, amazing guy. Um, well, him and his brother, Brad Osmond, uh, different sales techniques, both great. And it was awesome to see that because I got to take what I liked from each of them, right? And I can't remember which one I'm told. It was like, take, what, take the good. So I took the good from each, right, that I liked on each one. But one of the things I remember Eddie telling me was, uh, he's like, practice in front of the mirror. I was like, well, that's, that's stupid. That's fucking stupid. But then I, I went home and did it. Man, it was so difficult to maintain eye contact with yourself. And like you didn't realize how much your eyes shift around. Mm -hmm. and, and keep eye contact and finish a full statement and stay on point. It was, it was amazing. I recommend it to my people today. Like, go home. Look in the mirror. Are you getting ready this morning or tomorrow morning? Sit there and run through a couple of things. You'll notice how how uncomfortable you get or like how your eyes shift you know you'll notice how much you say um or you stutter or whatever like it, it's actually a pretty good technique man i, I think it I've, i highly suggest it yeah i i it when i said i was practicing in the mirror it was it was that it was maintaining the the eye contact but also like saying my name and like putting my hand out i just wanted to know what i looked like when i put my hand out was it like was it something stern? Was it something, yeah. you know, something that, that, that you're taught in, in the sense of like, you know, shake a man's hand, ask him how it is, or how, it's nice to meet you or, or whatever it is. It's a pleasure to meet you, whatever that is. Um, because I think everybody's taught a little bit different, but it's always shake the hand, look in the eye and it, it's, it's, a, it's nice to meet you. Right. Yeah. And um, it's not the strongest handshake It's right. the correct amount of pressure. Correct. Right. So, and you said shake a man's hand. So even jump into that, like, I will tell you, there is few things that impress me more well, than well, if I meet a woman and she shakes my hand and she gives me a, a solid handshake, mm -hmm. not a hard handshake, a solid, correct handshake. Yeah. Love it. And vice versa. I think they appreciate that when you give them a nice, solid handshake back. Yeah. I miss handshakes, man, which I, I got to be real COVID or not. I, I'm back to doing handshakes. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I ever quit. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do some like elbow bumps and stuff, yeah. you know, and it's like trying to read people and or the fist bumps, but um, yeah, dude, I like to shake hands. I like to pat people on the back. Like, I, you know, I'm kind of touchy feely like that. Mm -hmm. um, In trouble boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, look, I read this quote. I uh, started following uh, Stephen Bartlett at Stephen with a V on Instagram. He's got some really great information on his IG account. I highly recommend following him. But I was reading one of these things that he had posted. And it was talking about like eight things people should do. Number five, own your responsibilities, own your future. 
you're not responsible for your trauma, but you are responsible for breaking the cycle and not hurting more people because of what happened to you. You will never control your future if you let your present be controlled by your past. You hear that? You will never control your future if you let your present be controlled by your past. What happened yesterday may not be your responsibility, but how you behave today is. How you behave today is. That goes back to having the right attitude. Man, you shared that email with me or just the kind of the situation. You right. sent that over to me. That is how when somebody says you screwed up and you didn't screw up, that's how you handle it. Yep. I mean, textbook, mm-hmm. not you're fucking stupid, I did, or you get louder than them, getting to a shouting match. That's what fucking children do. Right. And that was, that was part of, <clears throat> to kind of give some context. Uh, so yesterday, I had an agent call me that we are working to deal with. And she called and was like, hey, I, you know, we, had, we had to do an extension on the contract for 20 days, which is absurd, by the way. Um, and the only reason we had to do that was due to the lender saying, hey, um, we're not going to be able to get this loan, uh, worked out, uh, here in New York, we, you know, usually have 40, 45 day closing. So we need to extend this baby out until the 13th when we were supposed to close yesterday. And I said, okay. Um, he was like, but I, pr- I probably won't need, um, I probably won't need the full, you know, full days. And I said, okay, well, you know, I understand that's, you know, that's protocol where you're from, Right. And if, if that's what we need to do, that's what we need to do. But, you know, as, as long as we're able to get it done either before that date would be, would be the goal. And so that got sent out. Um, and that was the conversation that I had with the lender while Cam was in the, in, in the office. And the other agent called the lender that I spoke with. And he blamed it on us. He said that he did not get the contract until two weeks after we went binding. That that's a big deal. That that's that that's saying that we did not do our jobs, right? Yeah. Um, and so when when the agent told me that, I was like, okay, is it possible that that happened? I said, maybe, right? It it, it could be the case. Camry never. Um, never said anything to me about it, but is, is it possible that we dropped the ball? 100%. It might be possible. Will I find out and I'll get this corrected? I was like, 100%. And I will call, I'm going to make two phone calls. I'm going to make one to Cam. I'm going to make one to this other lender. And then I'll, I'll be able to tell you exactly what happened. And if it's us, I'll handle it. If it's not us, I'll handle it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, and she was like, okay, okay, because they didn't want to extend. And, you know, furthermore, we made the phone call to Camry. She was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I sent it, you know, that day. And I was like, okay, what I need you to do is go back through your email. I need you to find the email that you sent out and find the date. Let me know when it is, blah, blah, blah. Got back with a screenshot of the of of the conversation where she sent the, the the initial contract 
the 24th, the day of. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, he made you look bad, made us look bad. But above all else, he made you look bad. Do you want to handle it or do you want me to handle it? She's like, I got it. Let me send the email. And I said, okay. You know, because if I have to handle it, I'm I'm probably going to blow this guy's, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And she was like, okay. So she handled it. She sent the email and it was like, she took 100% ownership. 100% ownership of the entire situation and said, hey, sorry if we did not have correct, you know, correct communication or whatever it may mm. have been. Um, and then went into it and said, hey, to see below, this is when I initially sent the contract. I apologize for not following up afterward. It just, it was remarkable. It and textbook, man. And I was like, holy shit. Everything that I preach is actually like, sinking yeah. into these folks and i was like holy shit like you you can't you can't get any better than than her taking 100 percent ownership of the situation and mm-hmm. then and then sending that email out to just show but it wasn't like she was doing it to impress <clears throat> anybody or do this i mean she sent that out and then called me and then i just i was impressed so it was great, man. I mean, it really goes back to, I mean, that's a, that's a huge lesson, lesson to take away. Number one, you put everybody's guard down and you talk about how you can always improve, mm-hmm. right? Always look at it. Client calls here and complains. Dude, the sheer amount of clients we work with, we're going to get complaints. <laughs> I expect complaints. It's just the volume. It, it, we have to. Like if we're not getting some complaints, we're not doing enough. You know what I mean? So when a complaint comes in, I'm all ears. Even if before I get sent, they're like, oh, this customer's just, they're being hateful. Right. They're being rude. Right. Which is true sometimes. Some people are just assholes in life. All right. But I immediately go, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm sorry for your frustration. Right. Doesn't matter if I didn't do anything wrong. I, I hate somebody's frustrated and they're on the phone with me. Then I'm going to listen. And then I'm going to go back. Even if the client's totally wrong, I'm going to think about how I can do it better. Yeah. Because you know what? At the end of the day, even if it saves me from having to deal with a conversation where I did nothing wrong, then how can I do it better to make that not happen? Right. So, you know, you, you always got to keep an open mindset to that. You always got to be willing to, um, look at how it can be a little bit better on your end. Show the path instead of yelling the path or tell somebody they're dumb or ridiculous. You, nothing, nothing more, especially right now, especially now more than ever, because people are so fucking sensitive right now. Yeah. They just are, man. Just everything in life's got people all wound up. So anything you can do like that, but man, that was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I'm glad you shared that with me. So, you know, always think about how you have the right attitude going into something. Right. You know, the, the appropriate attitude for the situation. Yep. I was at Kroger the other day. Uh, I had to pick up a prescription. So I go to the outside line. And this was that elderly the, uh, lady. Was that the Viagra? That you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually a little ointment for my loving little daughter 
Thank you very much. That was awkward. Uh, so anyways, I'm standing in line. This old lady pulls up with a, I mean, she literally pulls right up to the curb. She doesn't pull on a parking spot. She pulls up to the curb, gets out like very fragile. Like, I mean, cane, she's got to use the door to get out of the car, all that stuff. Sweet as she could be, right? She's like, ask me how I'm doing. She's like, I can't stand. They're taking forever. There's one guy in front of me. I'm next. And then her, she's like, I can't stand. She's like, I got to sit back down in the car. If somebody walks up, will you just let them know I'm behind you? I was like, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. The dude standing at the window is getting so tired. He goes to sit down on the curb. And she says, you know, it's like I said, she's like a grandma style. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, Hey honey, you, you know, you need to sit down. You come over here, sit in my passenger seat. You don't need to sit on the curb. Like super sweet. But anyway, she, she, she's like, what's going on over there? What's taking him so long? You know, you can tell she felt like shit. Right. So he finishes. I say, ma'am, go ahead. You just go ahead. I, I'm fine. So then she offers to buy my medication because I let her in front of me. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, ma'am, you're, you're just going to go like get your stuff. I'm fine. I'm in no rush. Well, she goes to the window. She goes, Hey, what, what's going on over here? The pharmacist behind the glass and starts yelling, yelling at her, dude. I was so close to just walking up to the window and, and being like, I mean, like, do you have no common decency? Like it made me never want to go back to a Kroger to grocery shop or anything ever again. It turned me off that bad. Wow. And I mean, yelling at this old lady. Cause she asked him what's taking her so long. And you could tell she just like, literally she came up and was like leaning on the fucking thing. Cause it's that hard for her to walk around and stuff. Like, have compassion right now, man. It goes a long, long ways is what I'm t- telling everybody. Have compassion when you don't even have fucking compassion to give. Right. You'd be amazed at what it'll do. Frankly, you'd be amazed at what it'll do for you. The best thing I've done that I think this year, and I literally got fucking teary-eyed when I did it, I covered a $200 bill. I had a client with a $200 payment. She can't find any work right now. She's elderly and I don't say it's for power back. I'm, I'm saying the stinginess of it. You know what? Like when I was talking to her about, I was trying to get it all figured out. She's like, I, I, I'm praying. I'm trying to figure out who I can get money from. Like sweet lady, never have an issue with her. And he is got off the phone with her. I did some check. It's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm covering that. Like something's telling me to do it and I'm not going to deny it. So I called her back, told her I was covering it. I mean, sobbing on the phone. I had to get let her go, dude. I was getting teary-eyed. Do you know how good that made me feel? You know how much, like, ump that gave my day? It, I can't tell you the biggest account I've sold this year. Don't even fucking know. But the, I can tell you that. I'll remember that shit for a long time. Like, has fucking compassion. Try to see stuff from other people's point of view. You, you'd be amazed what it could do for you. Also, when all this bullshit's over this year, don't fucking forget that. Because mm-hmm. there's shit that people are doing right now while COVID's going on. And their asses are hurting for money and all that stuff. Like, don't forget the extra steps you're going. You need to keep doing those because a lot of people they're going to revert right back. You know what I mean? I do. So, I do. But that, that, that's that. People have a hard time disengaging from themselves. I I mean I, I see it every day when we. You know the the when when the boys are on the phone and they're hammering hammering the calls out, and then somebody 
somebody picks up the phone and, and they're just, you know, blessing them out. And they're just like, you know, they, they don't know what to do. They, they, they kind of freeze up a little bit, you know, as a human, like that's what you do. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, you got to disengage. You call that person back in an hour, they're going to have a completely different attitude. They will apologize yeah. most yeah. of the time. You called them when, you know, they're either, you know, maybe they're embarrassed that they can't get, afford the house that they want. Maybe, maybe you called them and, and they just got bad news or whatever it might be. Like, you have to understand yeah. that people go through things and you have to understand, you have to see a point of view from their side and then take it back on your end and say, okay, how can I, how can I fix Use your customer service aspect, right? Because yeah. you're not just you're not just a a telemarketer. That's not what you are. Like mm. you're not here to make sales. Yes, you are, but you're also on the other half of it. You are commun- customer service for sure. And and the the biggest piece I can let you guys know is that if you disengage, see where they're coming from you're going to make a lot more leeway and you're going to make a lot more progress in that aspect. Yeah, right? man. Yeah. You got to take that whole, like, I mean, I think you got to be able to read the situation. There's times where I need to be cocky. Right. But right. That's, that's rare, man. That's rare. You need to be confident and confidence. You can be humble in the situation, especially if to the piece of person writing you a check, I'm not telling you to be a whore. Like, I'm not going to just let anybody treat me any way, but if somebody's got a complaint, shut the fuck up and let them complain for a second. Mm -hmm. Listen to what they got to say. Take what you can from it and learn. And if it's all bullshit, then when you get off the phone and they're done, file that shit away. That's what, that's what blows my mind is somebody will sit there and waste their time listening to someone, not apply it and then let it ruin their day. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. Like it's crazy. You gotta, you, you, you gotta work with that stuff. And the people who are able to work with it better are going to do better than you. That's right. That's right. So, and so that, that, that's that piece. But I do want to, <clears throat> I want to talk about confidence real quick. As humans, I heard this on Joe Rogan the other day. As humans, we have zero reason to be confident. Think about that. We are sacks of water walking around and how fragile life is. And people actually have the nerve to be super confident or like overconfident. Like, dude, one prick of a knife and, and you're, not, you're not as confident as you were prior. Well, maybe you just be confident among, among other sacks of water walking around. You know? right. <laughs> right. Maybe you're a better looking sack of water. Um, but yeah, that, that, you know. That whole thing, I, I just, I took that and, and, you know, and I was like, man. That's, that's pretty funny. That is actually pretty funny. Like the way that he, the way that he sees things is really cool. But um, yeah, man, just that whole piece and, and understanding that if you can disengage from a conversation or disengage from the, the conversation that you're in and, and mm-hmm. instead of uh, reverting back to being aggressive or over or being loud, louder than the other person. That's not a conversation. That's not even an argument. That is you amping things up to where you feel like you're better than them because you're louder than them. Yeah. And you're seeing this on, on, you know, political wise, you're seeing this as, as just humans being humans. And it's not always about being right. It's about being the loudest. 
and that's that that's that's not always the correct move. So I mean, look, if the end solution was to go out on the street and beat each other's ass, winner take all, then that would be fine. But yeah. that's not the world we live in. Right. You know, and that that goes back to aggression versus confidence. The most confident person will win in in their I mean, don't tell me that your uh, your lady friend hasn't come in there and start chewing your ass about something, but her confidence was so strong, even though you didn't agree with her, at the end of it, you apologize. Does that ever happen? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to say no so bad, but yeah. It's not true because she was so confident in her position and you were not ready for it, even though what she was saying was total bullshit. And you're like, I'm sorry, right? Like, you apologized. It's happened. It's happened to me. Oh, yeah. So here's, here's, here's one tip. I look, we do a lot since I'm in the insurance business. I'm, I'm in the middle, right? So I'm taking care of clients. I'm also representing carriers. Well, there's things that come in sometimes where I don't have the, the say, I, I, the authority for the carrier to make the decision. So our, our agency can't make the decision on a certain situation. We got to go back to the carrier and get approval, right? So a trick I learned, instead of trying to overpower the situation, I come in confident. I have my thoughts together on what the points I'm going to make. And then here's the trick. It's very simple. When I get to the end, I say, what are we going to do about this? I don't go you, because if you say, what are you going to do about this? You're putting it on their lap and they're going to see it. It's obvious as fuck. But when you say we... You make it seem like a team, which it is a team effort, but now I don't have the authority to make the decision. And I say, what are we, how can we handle this? What can we do? Well, that underwriter that has all the control to make the decision knows I can't make the fucking decision. Right. And then I shut the fuck up and I just sit there. First one talk loses. <laughs> First one and talk. I, dude, that is one of the most powerful things I use in this company. What are we going to do about this? How are we going to handle this? I say we, and then I just go quiet. I've already gave them the answer how we fix it. Yeah. And ask them what we're going to do. And, they, and then what are they going to do? They got shit to move on with today. They know they can flip a switch and get it done. I give them a path of least resistance. Yeah. Most of the time, not every time. Most of the time I get, get what I want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For the client's sake. That, that's actually important for me to hear today because I've got, I've got a call that Linder today from, from our conversation prior. And I'm, I'm so caught up in, in, in the fact of like, I want to, I, I want to, I want his head. <laughs> yeah. And I want to place it on my mantle at my office. And I want to say, this is, this is the son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's important that we finish this transaction first and deal with the weasel afterward. Um, so w- what my plan is, is, is exactly that. And the sellers having to, pr- the their sellers having to rent a property in like Louisiana, because that's where they're moving. And this, this two week extension is ruining their, their, you know, time to get into that place. I mean, they're having a lot of money that that's having to be going towards this process. So to, to say that, that I needed to hear that is uh, quite important. 
So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Hey, man, I appreciate you sharing that email with me. Yeah. That was good um, stuff, man. I need to see that. That's some wordsmithing if I've ever seen it. I was like, damn. Yeah. Coming in, coming in straight off the off the the textbook of ownership. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, all right, man. I think we gave him enough for today. Yeah. Guys. Hey, we appreciate you guys. We like the little dramatic pauses. Just like that one. Just like that one. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you guys and gals. Hey, share this podcast. Give us a review. Tell a friend about us. Give us some feedback. Love to hear from you. Playing we appreciate this phone's, dude, I did this update last night. This phone's going crazy. I don't even know what to do. Look at, my phone just started playing music out of nowhere. It's crazy. It's Apple, get it together, man. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> Share this podcast. Give us a review. And uh, with that, grind her out. <laughs>